Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to the Doctrine Matters Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Dew, and we want to just say thanks for stopping by. Many of you may be listening for the first time. You may have found your way here by way of the Christian podcast community, and I am extremely excited about that. Uh, This podcast has become an official member of the Christian podcast community, and we are excited about that because this is an, an exclusive community of Christian podcasters focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ truth and application, and to look at everything that's going on in our world, current events, through a biblical lens so that we can bring God the most glory through every situation. So this is an exciting time for the podcast because we have come alongside of folks like Andrew Rappaport and Colleen Sharp and Justin Peters, just to name a few. And many of you know may know Andrew Rappaport from Striving for Eternity Ministries, a great guy. If you've never met him or talked with him, uh, just a super cool guy. And Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals. Many of you have heard of that podcast, which is just phenomenal. And Justin Peters, if you've seen American Gospel, you've seen Justin Peters in the American Gospel. Many of you may know Justin Peters from uh, many different things as well. Uh, just some great people involved in the Christian podcast community, been able to talk with a lot of folks, been able to get some help from a lot of folks and help others. It's just a blessing to be a part of this community. So if you've made your way here to the podcast by way of the Christian podcast community, I want to say thank you and uh, hope that this uh, finds you well. Hope that you can be encouraged by the podcast and please reach out. I'd love to get to know you. If you're listening, you can feel free to follow the Facebook page, Doctrine Matters Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Doctrine Matters Podcast. We're on Twitter at Matters Doctrine. And uh, you can always send us an email at Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to get to know you and hear of the new listeners always looking for feedback. So feel free to do that. Uh, I welcome it and encourage it. So we just talk about Jesus here. We talk about the Bible. We talk about doctrine, theology. We talk about all these things that bring God the most glory. And as of late, we've been talking about a lot of things that have been happening in our culture because there are a lot of things happening in this country. And we don't have to recap everything, but you know from the murder of George Floyd to uh, now Chaz, which I think they've renamed themselves to CHOP out in Seattle, which interestingly enough about CHOP is... Uh, the mayor who once praised these individuals for being patriotic and doing what they're doing is letting them do that. But as of late, there's apparently been a couple of shootings there, one of which led to someone losing their life. And the people of CHOP, or Chaz, whatever they're going by again, I don't know, uh, but they got upset because the paramedics were called to come help somebody that had been shot. And if you know anything about paramedics, they're not going to go into a place where the police have not already secured the scene. So these paramedics stayed back. There was nothing they could do. And this person ended up bleeding out and dying. And the people of this six block community are just up in arms about it because they didn't help. However, this is kind of the life they've chose for themselves to defund the police and, and kick them out of the 
the place they were at. Matter of fact, they took over one of the precincts there in, in their little six-block radius of the country they've built for themselves. And there's not much you can say or do when, when somebody wants to create an autonomous zone. And I think there's some other things that you can do. And in my opinion, you could shut off the water supply to that six blocks. You can cut the electricity. You can cut uh, the food deliveries. You can you can just make them come up with all of these things on their own. And if they step out of the boundaries, then if they don't have a passport to get into the United States, then legal action should be taken. That's just my opinion, folks. You're totally entitled to have yours, and I respect your opinion, but we have seen things go way too far in our world today. And it all started with COVID-19, and the year 2020 has just been a complete wreck. However, what I believe, and many of you believe as well, but God is sovereign. None of this has taken him by surprise. As a matter of fact, I believe that he has known everything that was going to happen in 2020 before the foundations of the world because I believe God is an all-knowing God. He is the author of knowledge. So I believe that he knew everything that was going to happen in 2020 before we ever stepped foot on this earth. So this didn't take God by surprise. And because he's sovereign, he knows exactly how it's all going to play out. He knows exactly how it's going to end. So one thing I wanted to talk about tonight is I wanted to talk about not not just the sovereignty of God and being in control of all things. I wanted to talk about the power of God because it, it really plays into what we're seeing happen in our world today. Many of us may look at some of the things going on and, and say, how does this person have so much power? Or you may have heard the saying, a little bit of power goes to somebody's head. And that simply means they get a little bit of power and then they just start abusing it. Now, if you've been kind of keeping up with everything that's going on, you've been watching mayors and governors of different states, you've been seeing uh, a lot of stuff happening and a lot of governors that seem to have a lot of power that they're just slinging around like a Judy chop. And a lot of mayors are doing the same thing. As a matter of fact, I, I believe it's Mayor de Blasio in New York City. He has recently said that if you continue to gather as the church, he will shut you down. Now, please... Go ahead and riot in New York City, tear this place apart, protest, and we're not going to say a word, but you better not gather as the saints. And the same thing is happening in Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot has said pretty much the same thing. She has been a very threatening voice to churches across the city of Chicago. Meanwhile, every Monday, I seem to see the same old song, different verse, come across my Facebook page when uh, I read a headline that sounds something like this. Murderous weekend in Chicago. Multiple gunshots in Chicago. The most gunshot victims in history in Chicago. It happens every Monday for the last few weeks. Well, if you start to try to defund the police, if you try to get rid of law and order, you're going to get a Wild West scenario. However, if you think about Chicago... These things were happening before they even started trying to burn their own city down and, and riot and try to defund the police and all of these things. So Mayor Lightfoot is needs to be worried about the shootings and the murders that are happening in her own city and less about believers wanting to gather together to worship the Lord. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of threatening talk from mayors and governors alike, and we may wonder why do they continue to get to do this? Why does God not stop them? That's a great question. 
it's one that I think we all need to wrestle with. I think it's one that we all need to look at and think through biblically and think about the power they have and why they're allowed to continue to abuse it. Now, when we think about power, we have to understand that God is omnipotent. This means he is all-powerful. Now, I remember in school we would have the power team or some other group like that that would come into our auditoriums and put on a big show for us, these big powerful men and women that are breaking bricks and blocks and bending uh, metal rods and, and ripping up phone books. And I think, man, those are some powerful beasts up on that stage. And then I started thinking about this in light of God's power. And as powerful as they are, they still pale in comparison to the strength and power of God. As a matter of fact, there are nearly 8 billion people on this world. And if you were to get all 8 billion people on this world together, and you would take all of their strength and all of their power and put it together, it would still not come close to the power of God. And as a matter of fact, if you get all of those nearly 8 billion people together, you're going to have a mixture of believers and unbelievers alike in this 8 billion people. And when you think about power, we have to think that God possesses all power and he gives according to his will. And when we also think about the goodness of God, we have to think about God showing common grace and being good to both uh, the believer and the unbeliever. So the unbeliever experiences a lot of the same things that a believer does, power and strength being one of those things. So unbelievers even possess power, but it is given to them by God. So when we think of people that are in these positions of power, and they're abusing their power, and they're using it to uh, stop churches from gathering, they're using it to uh, do all of these other things, and we look at it and we say, how and why do they keep being able to do that? Well, it is because God is sovereign, and he has given that power according to his perfect will and plan, and whatever God wants to happen is going to play out through those things. Now, these unbelieving governors and mayors and people that we know in our life, they have power. It is not a great power like God, but it is still a big power that they have because they're swinging it around and they are abusing it. Now, somebody else has power that is more powerful even, it seems, than these mayors and governors, and that's Satan. But even the power that Satan has, has been given to him by God. I love what Martin Luther said concerning the devil. He says, the devil is God's devil to carry out God's purposes. So Satan has received power from God, and that power is limited. But God in his power that distributes power is using even Satan to bring forth his perfect plan to see his perfect will play out. And that's the same thing that we need to look at at these governors and mayors in our world. And we have to understand that God is using them and he is either letting them go on their way and just use this power. And it's ultimately going to be for God's glory and as finite beings, we may look at this and we think, well, how can what they are doing bring God glory? Well, we may not see it right now. It, we may see it eventually. 
We may never see it, just like there are some that never made it to the promised land. There, there are some things in life that we may not see on this side of eternity, but will happen because God is going to get his glory. And also through all of these things, we have to understand that it is all for the believer's good. I love uh, what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, and uh, we have to see this. It's Romans chapter 8. Many of you, many of you know this. You, you could probably quote it, but Romans chapter 28, or I'm sorry, Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30, it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We are thankful for that golden chain of redemption that we see there. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we see that we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And if we keep reading, we see the good that it is for the believer. And it is for those that are called according to his purpose. Verse 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. And this is the good, to be conformed to the image of his Son. So you may think, I don't understand what kind of good is coming from the things that I'm seeing happen and the power that is being abused by many people in many uh, places of authority. But... We have to understand that God's will is perfect, and he is giving that power as he so pleases. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21 says, He changes, being God, times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. So when we look at the, at the landscape of the political realm across our nation, we see a lot of back and forth. We see a lot of Democratic people just giving the beans to the Republicans. The Republicans are giving the beans right back to the Democrats, and it, it, that's a just a, a Southern way of saying they're giving them the business or just pushing back, being dirty, being nasty, just being uh, tough people to each other, and a bunch of mud slinging is what we also call it down here in the South. But we see in the, our political climate that there is a lot of mud slinging going on across parties, and that translates down and trickles down into regular people like us, like you and me. And we can see that in normal people is how they're going back and forth and slinging mud and, and giving each other the beans over political things. And then we wonder, we sit back and wonder, how is this happening? Well, it's God's perfect plan. And in that perfect plan, somehow, although we may never understand it, God will get his glory and it will be for the believer's good to conform to the image of Christ we will be sanctified, and we will be, become holy, and we will start to conform and look like Christ until we're one day glorified, verse 30 says, where we, we will be perfected in Christ. But one thing we understand as we read Daniel 2.21, he removes kings and sets up kings. So what I was saying is no matter who is sitting in positions of authority, God has put them there. God in his providence has placed the mayor of New York City there. Yes, the people voted and he got there, but it's all in God's providence. And he has given these people what power they have and he lets them go on their way or he will restrain that power. However, he needs things to play out. However, he is 
predestined or ordained the steps of these things in life. However God wants it to happen, it's going to happen the way he wants it to happen. And we know that man plans his way in his heart, but it's the Lord who ordains his steps. That's Proverbs 16.9. So whatever person is sitting in position of authority, whether it be the president, a governor of your state, a mayor of your city, God has placed them there in his providence. And when we look at the wisdom of God, we know that God is very wise. As a matter of fact, he possesses wisdom and wisdom is a biblical concept. We'll talk about this maybe on the next episode, but if God possessed all power and control, yet was not wise, then he would misuse that power and control. He would be one like the people we see in the political landscape by abusing the power that he has, but he doesn't because he is a wise God. There is none wiser than God. So in his wisdom, in his providence, he is setting up presidents, he is setting up governors, he is setting up mayors, he is taking mayors and governors and presidents off their seat, out of their position. However he needs to do it, he's going to do it because he's that powerful to do so. And in his wisdom, it's going to work out all for his glory and all for the believer's good. Now, we may not like this. We may not like who is our mayor. We may not like who sits in the the governor's mansion of your state. You may not like the president. And you may not like who is voted in November. You may not like your president come next January. But we have to understand that we serve a holy, majestic, awesome, powerful, wise God that is doing his plan. He is doing everything according to his perfect will. And it is something that we have to wrestle with, but we have to know that God in his providence knows exactly what he's doing. So don't think for one minute that this is all flying under God's radar and we're just sitting back waiting on God to to figure it all out, to uh, wonder if he sees it. He sees it. It's in his hands. He's sovereign over it. That's why the believer can have joy. That's why the believer can have peace in the midst of all that's going on right now. There's so much happening, and we have to rest in who Christ is if we're a believer. We have to rest in the power of God, knowing that he is sovereign over all things. So we can have that joy and peace in the middle of this. But sometimes we as believers, we get weak. We feel like that we, we are just uh, just suffering through this, in which we, we are. And if you're a believer, you should be suffering. We're not called to a cushy life. We're not called to this lavish lifestyle. We're called to suffer. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that those who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. That means we will suffer. James tells us that we will experience trials and suffering in this world. So some of this is causing great anguish. Some of this is causing us to feel weak and kind of suffering through this because it it kind of leaves us wondering what's next. And one thing that we must not do is start to find ourselves worrying because it would be really easy to start worrying about all these things is worrying, are are we fixing to move into a socialist kind of lifestyle? Are we about to move into communism after that? Is is it just going to all hit the fan and all of us be standing in long bread lines? Those are things that we must think through. But there are times where we have to say, okay, I am beaten 
and I myself need strength. I love what Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. He says, So, as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. So here we see that our lives should not be spent worried and wondering and fearful. However, our lives should be spent being obedient and walking in a manner worthy of the Lord and producing fruit, producing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, self-control. We should be walking and producing these fruit, but when we need strength, we find that strength from God himself. So if you are weak, he is strong, and he is willing to strengthen you by the power of his might. Now, we try to strengthen ourselves by the power of our might. We, we try to strengthen ourselves for another debate about whether or not we should wear a mask in public. We strengthen ourselves, and we have these debates on whether these statues should come down or not. We have strength in ourselves, and we have another debate and argument about Chaz and, and Chop or whatever they're called. We have these debates about Mayor Lightfoot and de Blasio and Como and all of these things. And we find that power within ourselves, but eventually we find us that power is gone and we find ourselves weak again. So if we would stop trying to rescue power from within ourselves and pull it from somewhere and stop worrying about the next debate... And we just rest in Christ and allow God to strengthen us by his wisdom, by his strength, by his power. And we would focus on preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in our conversations about these things. We'll find ourselves a little less beat down by the world. Because listen, all of these things that are happening can and will beat you down. But when we start to rest in Christ and walk in a manner worthy of our calling and we produce the fruit of the Spirit and we allow God and His wisdom and strength and might to strengthen us when we're weak, we'll find our conversations even taking on a whole different light. Now, with that being said, is it okay to talk about the current events? Absolutely. Is it okay to have an opinion about the current events? Absolutely. But here's something that I found myself doing, is I would much rather fight and argue about whether or not to wear a mask, about these mayors, about these governors, and just leaving it at that. However, everything that we say, every time that we bring an argument or something, we should somehow bring this all back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should bring it back to the word because if we're just standing up fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting then we're not showing the love of christ and again let me just say this too is i don't believe in a care bear theology i don't believe in being a care bear christian i believe that love and truth go together yes we should love one another we should be gentle we should be kind but we should not forsake truth on the count of love so love and truth go together we can be truthful, we can be bold, but I believe all of our conversations should come back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a buddy of mine here, and believe it or not, his name is Charlie Brown. Awesome guy, he's a missionary in Nicaragua, and he's doing a great work down there, and uh, just a lot of good stuff going on. And one thing that I've noticed that he's been doing is on these social media posts, he has now stopped arguing, and he basically just preaches the gospel. That's it. He, he, he lays out the gospel, people read it, and he isn't finding himself in long 
endless debates about whatever the, the situation is. So I would just encourage you as we navigate this life together, as we're all, <laughs> let me say one of the slogans I've come to hate, we're all in this together. I don't know if you're like me, uh, that is, man, new normal, we're all in this together, stay home, stay safe. Some of the things that I'm so tired of hearing over the past four months, I digress. I want to encourage you, remember that the power that these people have is given to them by God for his perfect plan. The power that you have has been given to you by God for his perfect plan. So I would even say uh, the power of God that lives inside of you, use it wisely for his glory and for your good. But when we think about the, the, the things that are happening in our world, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Let's trust his perfect plan and know that he is going to receive all of the glory and it's going to be for the believer's good in, in, in each circumstance. And it's always good when we can conform to the image of Christ. So just keep that in mind. And when you have conversations, point it back to the power of God, the almighty God of the Bible. We need to be proclaiming the gospel now more than ever with everybody's thoughts on COVID-19 to Black Lives Matter to uh, the riots, the looting, the murder, police brutality, racism. There's so much happening. Cancel culture. Y'all, I can't get started on this again. Uh, th we'll have two episodes rolled into one if I keep going. Um, but I say 25 minutes worth of stuff to say this. Trust God. Trust his perfect plan. If you're a believer, that should be easy to do. We submit ourselves to Christ. Remember, this is the same God that this Jesus, the second person of the Trinity that we see in John chapter 11, called a dead man to life by the power within him. And remember, all of these attributes, the, the Godhead share, each person of the Trinity have these. So we see the power of God raise Lazarus from the dead. So if the power of God can raise a man from the dead, the power of God can restrain, he can let go. But one thing we know for sure, he is in complete control over it. So just trust God, if I can encourage you in anything, because I know it's frustrating. I know you're like me, most, most of you are probably like me, you probably get tired of seeing something new every day, new statues coming down, new TV shows being canceled, new movies coming out that I saw one today of Michael Jackson's daughter playing Jesus, who is a lesbian and something else, man. And that's, it, it, we're probably going to see that movie come out and not be canceled, no matter how hard we uh, preach and, and teach against that movie not coming out or trying to get it, quote unquote, canceled. However, everything else is getting canceled just from the left by screaming boo. Uh, but that's the world we live in right now. And God is in complete control over it. So again, trust God, preach the word of God, proclaim Christ crucified, give God glory in all you do, encourage one another, exalt Christ, and let God let his plan play out. And let's just be obedient to him. Be obedient to the scriptures. Walk in a manner worthy of your calling produce the fruit of the Spirit, and live a Christ-centered, God-glorifying life. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Again, please reach out to us. Let us know where you're from, where you're listening from. Give us some feedback. Thank you for listening. I do this for the glory of God and the exaltation of Christ, 
And when, when you listen, it is very appreciated. And I say thank you. Continue to give God glory, exalt Christ, and build each other up. Until next time, have a great day. God bless.